Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Our featured book today is Entrusted, written by Ong Boon Hui. He is the CEO of Stewardship Asia Centre, or SAC. They're a Singapore-based thought leadership centre supported by Tomasic Trust. They focus on promoting stewardship and governance across Asia. But he's a man of many talents and he's held many positions of responsibility over both the civil service and commercial sectors. Prior to establishing SAC, he was managing his own consultancy firm. He was the COO of Singapore Power over at Tomasic Holdings. Moon Hui was the managing director responsible for strategic relations and concurrently the CEO of Tomasic Management Services. His book, though, is the second, and I am thrilled to be sitting across you talking about it. So welcome to read, Mr. Ong Boon Hui. How are you? Michelle, good morning. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Good to talk to you again. As you mentioned before we came on air, this is the second book that you're putting out to the world? Yes, second book. The first book is Inspiring Stewardship and this book is entitled Entrusted Stewardship for Responsible Wealth Creation. Yeah. And I'm very happy to be meeting you again to talk about this book. Indeed, because we talked about your first book. So, you know, if there's a trilogy... I hope to book you again. Well, I hope so too. <laughs> I don't know when it's to come. <laughs> so what did you want to do with this book, Entrusted, that you hadn't already said in Inspired? And this book is co-written with a different co-author, Mr. Mark Goider and myself. We come from totally different background. I guess from UK. But both of us have something in common. Okay. We, we share the joy of uh, discovering stewardship and also doing something about about what we see in the world today in the business world. So Entrusted indeed is written with the motivation to look squarely at what is going right and what is going wrong in the business landscape and how we can have stewardship offering a positive solution uh, to the world of uh, business, which is, I think, very much in the crossroad of wealth creation systems. Okay, so what is going right and what is going wrong as you see it? Well, you see, many things are indeed going right. And if you look at what is in the UN Sustainable Development Council reporting, they talk about what everything that is going right in the sense of technological advancement, economic improvement, even in the sense of social and environment, things are going right. But yet, in the same paragraph of the opening paragraph of the report in the UN Sustainable Development, they say, yet, the system is full of flaws. Indeed, if we look at business as it's moving, there's one trend that it is improving the world to be a better place. But at the same time, it's bringing about certain impact, be it social, be it environment, even in the fact of the business. You know, very often you hear the word capitalism at the crossroad. It is not only a crossroad in some sense. Some people like to talk about it in a framing in a sense of capitalism versus socialism. Mm. Capitalism being creating wealth, socialism in the way distributing wealth. But the book, the book that we have just written, want to talk about capitalism at the crossroad in another sense. It is, if I may put it in a spectrum, responsible wealth creation versus irresponsible wealth creation and how business indeed can and must play a positive role in making business and capitalism very much more creative, Mm -hmm. no less adventurous, Mm -hmm. but more inclusive and responsible. Okay, so recently I interviewed a very well-known business leader and I asked him how he walks that line between 
generating profits for stakeholders and, of course, trying to stay true to the sustainable development line and whether or not when they have a bad quarter, that puts pressure on sustainability efforts because you're also trying to appease investors. So what do you make of this shareholder versus stakeholder debate and stewardship? Very good question. And embedded in it, there are so many different aspects that I, I could talk about, but if, if I may just pin it down on two or three of them. One of which is that indeed profit and beyond profit, they are not mutually exclusive. Gone are the days where you can talk about business existing solely for the, for the purpose of profit. And as you know, this is indeed a growing momentum. In fact, over the last two to three months, Many of the business are catching on the momentum of this aspect of beyond purpose, beyond profit. And, and that's, that is one. The second aspect is you mentioned about this, this, this person talking about a quarterly return. Now, quarterly is but very short term. Mm. And there's this element of short term versus long term. And both are important. It's not that you can ignore short term. But if you do it at the expense of long term, that is one of the reasons why existing businesses are becoming shorter and shorter in lifespan. Mm. I mean, that, that's irony in life when people's lifespan are getting longer, but the average lifespan of businesses are getting smaller or shorter, and even more so with a successful business. And third, if I may add, is this aspect about sustainability. Sustainability do not go contrary to economics of profitability. In fact, you will hear very often ESG. And indeed, all three exist together. However, there are a lot of misunderstanding or misperception. In fact, with this term, triple bottom line, as mm. though there's a distilled bottom line. What we are looking at is actually how do we integrate in a balanced way the focus on economy without being at the expense of environment or social. And indeed, if we can find a way to factor them, and I like to call it a framework that look at business from a stewardship lens, but integrating the factors of ESG. And I think that will give it a very holistic. And in fact, that is indeed one of the elements of stewardship to see things in the interdependent way rather than in parts. Yeah, speaking out on that point of interdependence, I recently spoke with an author, David Wallace-Wells, and he's written mm. a great book called The Uninhabitable Earth about uh, climate change and how it's, yes. we're really going to see effects in, in a couple of decades, really, and that's going to change our lives on the planet. And, you know, I asked him whether or not we needed to reform capitalism if we really wanted to attempt to change the effects of climate change already put into action by our activities over the last 50 years or so. And we talked a little bit about what needs to change about capitalism. So I'll put that question to you in the context of, you know, this uh, interdependent world as well. Do you think that stewardship can create a better form of capitalism? Well, I, 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 in, the, in the book, uh, the very first chapter, we entitled it Rediscovering Stewardship because indeed it is not discovering something that is new. I mean, that is very much part and parcel of the business DNA. And, and uh, on the specific point about uh, sustainability, I think if we go back to the basics about stewardship, stewardship is looking at how we can make things better Things that we are entrusted with, responsibility that we are entrusted with, within our span of being entrusted to care for it, how do we nurture and grow something so that at the right time we can hand them over in better shape to the next guy mm. or to the next generation. And that forms the 
the basic principles for the way that we look at sustainability and environment. I mean, there are indeed a lot of sense of urgencies you know, have been applied and a lot of scientific research and science-based study. But finally, it boils back to the will, not only the will, of organizations, but really the will of individual. And so that is another element of stewardship because you can have all the push, and especially by compliance, by legal rules and so on. But until and unless the will, the Chinese phrase that we put to stewardship is Qing Zhe responsible governance. That indeed sums up that if we want to do sustainability, you've got to finally get back to the key aspects of accountability and responsibility of individuals and organisations and business and all coming together in a holistic way to look at how we can make the world a better place. That's interesting, isn't it? Because when people think, you know, climate change by 2050, more plastic than fish in the sea, and people think, what can one person do? But here mm-hmm. you are saying stewardship really depends on each individual uh, taking that concept to heart and acting on it. Yes, very much so. Mm, so interesting. So Entrusted was written to look at what's going well, what's not going well in the business landscape. I wonder if you can talk about that within the context of investor stewardship. Investor stewardship is not only an integral part, but it's really indeed a very important part because the way that we look at stewardship, again, as I mentioned earlier about these integrated aspects, we have got to look at stewardship as a value chain approach. One of the happenings in the investor world on the investor side of the value chain is that the value chain itself is getting more complicated, more complex and more indirect. By that we mean you know, gone are the days, and in fact, uh, especially in, in listed companies, uh, you will see two phenomena happening. The fragmentation of shareholdings, which of course dilute a sense of ownership, but on the aspects of indirect and, 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 and more complicated value chain, behind the shareholders, there's usually another fund. Fund managers and trust, people with wealth, assets, and trust to asset manager. Asset managers and trust to the next asset managers, and it goes down all the way to the level that interact directly with the portfolio companies. If we ask ourselves this question, who then are the real owners among the shareholders? It becomes a very complicated question. And so if they do not have a sense of ownership, where do they exercise this responsibility? Because everybody do not really own, do not see themselves as owner. So if I may just at this point on investor stewardship, the way that we look at the holistic approach on the, the investor value chain, if I may leave this point with you and uh, on this aspect, I think that, will be, that may be very meaningful, is that people on the investor side, they are the owners. They ought to see themselves having a stewardship mentality, meaning that, yes, they are the owners, but they treat their responsibility as though they don't own something, but they're looking after it, nurturing, growing it for the next guy, for the next generation. On the other side of the value chain, which are the board and the management, they are the stewards. They don't own the assets, but they ought to have a mentality like an owner. So if I may put it in a seemingly confusing way, but it makes absolute sense, is that owners should have stewardship mentality. Stewards should have ownership mentality. Owners should have stewardship mentality. Stewards should have ownership mentality. Okay, I've got seconds left on the clock. I just want to clarify that. So I'm an investor. I own a part of a company. Yes. You say I should have a stewardship mindset. Yes. What does this mean at a general meeting? That, 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 that means I ought to <laughs> look at... asking questions? Yes, I... 
that means you ought to look at what you own. Indeed, you own. But ownership comes with a sense not only of uh, the entitlement or, or what are the benefits. Accrued Owners come with a sense of responsibility. Owners is in fact, ownership is indeed an obligation. Ownership comes with a burden. So what is the burden? That burden, that responsibility is stewardship. You're looking at something, growing it as though you're not owning it, mm-hmm. but looking at it for the long term. And there are many asset owners has the many of them have the mentality of looking at things for the long term. For example, people who invest in the pension fund. I mean, the pension funds, asset managers are indeed in a very interesting situation. They need to be able to look at short term, medium term, how do they get a return for the investment. But many of their clients, if I may call them, the people who invested into those funds are looking at things with a longer term perspective. And Sure profit, solely profit, is, may not be the only purpose why they are putting this money into the investment for long term. So there, there are many, many aspects to be balanced. Here is where, jokingly, uh, Mark Guider and myself <laughs> like the reference to three elephants that we talk about and we wrote this in the preface. We wrote this book with the intention to share about three elephants. One is elephant in the room. The people are not talking about it, elephant. And some of this we, we just talk about, you know, there are many aspects that, that are so obvious. Second is a grey elephant, not black or white, but we got to balance long and short term. Mm-hmm. And third is this aspect about seven blind men touching the elephant, elephant. Stewardship means so many different things to so many different people, but we want to bring some common reference points that we can have a conversation on. And, and indeed, that is, uh, back to your first question, one of the purposes of writing this book. Mm-hmm. So, Investor stewardship is one of the areas that really, indeed, the first two elephants are very obvious. That of the elephant in the room, many of the aspects people are not uh, discussing in general. The second elephant is very clear about because there's always a dynamic between long-term and short-term and many other things that pull investor considerations apart. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion. Wonderful to see you again and congratulations on your book. Thank you so much, Michelle. Ong Boon Hui, co-author of the book Entrusted. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.